following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. I was up preaching, I'm, my flight got canceled trying to get back. This guy walked out and said, is there a taxi around here? North Carolina the guy says, I kind of got one. I said, what do you mean kind of got one? He said, I got a truck. I said, let's go. So I jump in this black F Ford 150 with this guy I never met before. And I said, what's your name? He said, Preston Dumb. And my friends call me Joe. <laughs> I said, Joe, do you drive people? He goes, I got a badge right here. I can get us into the military post anywhere you need to go. He said, where do you want to go? I said, well, I need to go here. He's no problem. We drive him down the road. He said, I'm a deacon in the church. You know, they call me Deacon Dunn at the church. I said, so let me get this right. So your name's Preston Dunn. Yes, sir. But they call you Jojo, or Joe, yes, but Deacon Dunn in the church. You got three names, yep. I said, how does Preston Dunn get to be Joe? He said, well, I was nine pounds when I, born, when I was born. My Uncle Joe called me Big Joe when I was born, and then they got tired of saying big, so they just called me Joe. So he said, I tell my friends, call me Joe. I said, all right. Took me right where I needed to go. I paid him. He dropped me off. I said, you know, I got to go back to the airport early morning about 4 o'clock. He goes, I'm your man. I'll be there to get you. I said, it's 4 o'clock, it's early. He said, I got you covered. Sure enough, Joe shows back up, Ford F-150. Flight got canceled again, so we had to drive an hour and a half to another airport. So we're driving, me and Joe, driving down the road. All of a sudden, we're driving. He looks at me, he goes, you remind me of somebody. I said, really, Joe, who? He said, you ever heard of a guy named Benny Hinn? I said... Why in the world would you think I remind? He said, I don't know. I just felt like you remind me of Benny Hinn. He said, do you know Benny Hinn? I put my phone down. I said, here's his cell number. He goes, I can't take it. I just can't take it. He's God too good. I can't take I can't take it. God is good. I can't take it. And so me and Joe have become fast friends in North Carolina. And my new say, I can't take it. I just can't. Touch somebody say, I just can't take it. Tell them, I just can't take it. It's too good. It's too good. I can't take it. I can't take it. Thank you, Lord. I want to minister for the next few moments that we have left, and then we're going to have communion together. And the Holy Spirit's going to do some significant things as he's already doing this morning in our gathering. I want to talk to you for a few moments about this thought that I've been looking into on uh, in an in-between place. In the in-between place. Craig, you mind moving this mic stand? I think I just did it to pick up the choir's voice. And thank you so much, Craig. Uh, we're in an in-between place. We're in an in-between place as a culture, as the as nations, as individuals. This in-between place. What well, what what do you mean? Well, we're not where we used to be. Anymore, but we've not we've not yet found it into where God's taken us. That's for us as a church. You know, we're, we've transitioned. We made a decision back in the first of the year to gather differently, and we've been transitioning, finding our way through that. We're 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 not back. We're not where we were, but we're not completely transitioned to where the prototype we felt God's taken us. Many people are in transition. 
They're in transition with their jobs. They're you know, like leaving one, going to another, maybe working at home instead of working at the office, transitioning the way they actually do work. Some are still suffering from the, vi- from the virus. Like they're, 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 they're recovering, but they're not fully recovered. They're, they're still having some issues in their health. Some have been vaccinated and then, you know, some side effects of that. So they're, they're vaccinated, they're safe, but they're not fully recovered. And so you find all these people in us and such, some lost loved ones during the pandemic. So they're, they're transitioning. How do I deal with life now that someone's gone out of my life? Relation, some are being, relationships are being shifted and changed. Like I, I used to be in strong relation with this, but now I'm more in relationship with here. And, uh, I just find that we're all somehow probably at some way navigating business owners, still not fully operating probably as it was pre-COVID, still in between, not fully on the other side. And so I find it interesting that we're at a place that I call in between. Let me just check a minute, make sure I got the right crowd. Is anybody in an in-between place? Would you wave at me? You feel like you're just in an in-between place? Man, I'm with the right crew this morning. And so God's put some dreams and promises in your heart and you stepped out into that and said, okay, God, you've called us. You told us to move here. You told us this is what you're gonna do. Now we're taking steps, but we're not seeing it you know, unfold probably as fast as we thought it would unfold. And, but we know for sure we're not going back there. We just don't know exactly where we're gonna wind up. So what I found is so interesting is the very Hebraic time itself, the very Hebraic calendar itself speaks to the place that we're actually at. This is the very time of year on the Hebraic calendar where Israel was poised to go into the promised land. So what was happening, they were leaving one place and they were going into a new place that they had never been before. So they're leaving the wilderness and they're going into the next phase with the promised land, but they've not been that way before, so they don't know exactly how to navigate it. And this is the historic time, you read, read Numbers 13 and 14, where they made a decision not to go back, or they made a decision not to go in, I'm sorry, and went back and, and was in the wilderness for 40 more years and missed out on their destiny and their inheritance. History records now all throughout history, you can go through history and find during these three weeks, historically significant things transpired. During this time is when both temples were destroyed. During this time is when the Jews were expelled from Spain. During this time is when the Jews were expelled from England. During this time, I didn't realize this, both world wars started during this time. World War I and World War II. So you see the significant spiritual inference on the time and space in which we've now entered into in this in-between space. It's just not you and I navigating this in-between space, but it's also historically the season where the whole world, the whole globe is navigating an in-between space. And so it's very important that you and I navigate this correctly because you don't want to get stuck. So touch three people, tell them, I'm not where I used to be. I'm not sure where I'm going to wind up, but I am not going to stop moving. Amen, I'm not going to stop moving. 
it's important during this time, the month of Tammuz, if you can go to skip a slide and go to the month of Tammuz slide or Tammuz, as some call it. It says this is a month of determination. Tammuz is filled with choices and we must determine not to go back to an old place. This is a good time to touch somebody else and first of all tell them I'm going to be touching you a few more times before you leave today. And I'm not going back to an old place. Tell them I'm not going back to an old place. Although the enemy is oppressing and trying to stop us from rebuilding and coming into our future, the Lord says, I am fighting for you right now. Resist oppression, resist depression, resist accusation, and tell the enemy, I am is standing between you and what is trying to stop me. A month of determination. Don't let a emotion cause you to make an emotional choice during this season and miss out on the new that God is bringing you into. It's very, this is a, a month. Over in the heavens today, the constellation Cancer, which is the hard shell crab, is setting in the heavens. What is that? This is Hebrews 3 and 18. Do not harden your heart through unbelief as in the day of rebellion. This is the the time to let God deal with our hearts and move us through this narrow place. This is not the time to be distracted. This is not the time to be negative. This is not the time to entertain negative conversation. The Bible says in Numbers, they believed a negative report and therefore did not enter in. Anything negative coming against you right now, all you have to respond with is, "Uh uh-uh, I am is standing between me and what's trying to stop me right now. Don't believe anything negative that the enemy's saying about you. Don't believe anything the enemy's saying about others. Don't side on the side of accusation right now. Side with the side of the intercessor and let's move on through the narrow straits. The good news about the narrow straits were specifically designed as a shortcut, not a discipline. Narrow straits such as the Panama Canal is a way through instead of around. The very name of this month is tied to the Hebraic word chet, the number, the, the, the number eight chet, which means a doorway. This very moment of narrow straits is a doorway into our future if we just don't get stuck. And history records that through unbelief and hardness of heart, history records generation after generation after generation has gotten stuck during this time and not fully followed the Lord into the future. So touch somebody else again, look them right in the eye and say, I am not getting stuck, I'm moving on through. Tell them, I'm not getting stuck, I'm moving on through. This brings me to what I feel like is the most important part here in the next 10 minutes that we'll discuss. Chuck Pierce brought a powerful word right in the middle of all this. And 
So I'm meditating and I'm navigating all this and all of a sudden Chuck sends this email out and it starts with this. It's a 21-day prayer focus. I've released it online. If you're tracking with us, please keep tracking. I think we're in day seven or eight right now. We may be a day or two off from Chuck, but we're about day, I think day seven for us would be today in the 21-day experience. But Chuck's word was, he says, the word of God is alive, full of power like a sword, dividing a person's soul from their eternal part, the spirit. As a result of this incredible power, the word causes our hearts to change. I believe this change is both spiritual and physical. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Satan's greatest strategy in this time we're in is to stop you from hearing God. Stop you from hearing what God has to say because he knows God's voice has the power to penetrate us and go deep into our bone marrow and rearrange the cellular structures in our body. And he knows the powerful effect on the blood flow within our bodies when the word of God successfully penetrates us, when we allow it to be stored in our hearts and develop the way we think, our blood system begins to be purified. The Spirit of God literally begins to invade our blood structures. And so what Chuck said that the word of the Lord was there would come a 21-day intense treatment that my blood, God says, will become hotter than the blood that is running through your own body. And by the Spirit, it will begin to find cells that have not been found. And these next 21 days will be a time of divine, intense treatment. A treatment is coming to my people. I am about to do something in you these next days that will be different than has ever been done before. So what's happening, God is shifting even our molecular structures cellular structures even in our own bodies and giving us an intense treatment. Why? Because we've been traumatized. Everybody in this room this past year and a half or two has been traumatized on some level through the pandemic, through the shifting of culture, through politics, through all this stuff that we've been navigating. What happens is we get sideways and if our hearts get sideways, this is what gets us stuck. Why? Because out of the abundance of heart come the very issues of life. So if we get stuck in a political spirit or stuck in a religious spirit or stuck with bitterness or unforgiveness or negativity, what happens is invades our heart, it hardens, and now what we don't realize is our very blood keeps taking these thought patterns out of our heart through our cellular structures and can affect our bodies, our relationships, and everything around us because the issues of life come out of the heart. And so this blood treatment I found so powerful, Hebrews 9 and 14 says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, can you throw that slide up, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit himself offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So what happens in these moments of trauma and difficulties and things and persecution and accusation that comes against us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, word curses, vexes, demonic structures set up against us. In the midst of all this, God's tried to penetrate our heart with the word to break us free and move us forward, but our conscience has to get cleared or cleansed by the blood of Jesus so we can actually hear what God is saying. Because if your heart gets blocked up through, the, through your consciousness, 
They want jealousy, pride, anger, bitterness, all these, all these disappointments. How about this delayed? What does it say? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so what happens is in these moments of time, if we don't, if Holy Spirit doesn't intervene for us, our very hearts get out of line with God's purpose and plans, and it can get us stuck physically, financially, relationally, in every, every way. My uh, wife, Bev, we had just gotten saved, so we're blo- this is one thing people don't realize. Getting washed in the blood of Jesus is not a one-time experience. John says if we fellowship with one another in the light, as he is the light, the blood of Jesus will continually be cleansing us from our sin. It's not a one-time experience. It's a continual flow because Le- Leviticus 17, 11 says life is in the blood. So it's a continual cleansing of the blood. So we're saved, we're blood washed, we're Holy Spirit filled, but my wife is sick. She's physically sick. All of a sudden we got into one of these moments where God was treating us and she realized through God's word, finding a small entryway into her heart, she was reading the scriptures and all of a sudden one scripture started penetrating her which was, I was in prison and you didn't come see me. And that one line kept penetrating her and she realized God was saying, your natural father who is in prison that you hate with bitterness because of his behavior toward you and the beatings and all the stuff you took as a child and your mom and your siblings, it's a heart issue. And so all of a sudden, the blood of Jesus cleansed her consciousness. She, oh, the word penetrates her heart. Forgiveness begins to well up in her. The next thing you know, we're on a 13-hour car ride to visit her dad. We, it's, this is how spiritual it is. On the, way, when, on the way to leave to go there, she went blind in her right eye. I called my sister, who's a nurse, who said, take her immediately to the emergency room. Something's wrong. It's either an aneurysm or something. We got her in the hospital. They said it's a, probably a brain, brain bleed. We can't determine it. All of a sudden, I'm praying. I go and, and, and I, get, I get a word from God myself that says, your wife will be like a fruitful vine by the sides of your house. I said, well, that means she can't die. I went and I told Belle that. She has much more faith than I do. She jerked the tubes out of her nose and out of her veins. She said, put me in a car. Let's go. I said, Bev, we can't do that. She said, if God said that, then that's what we're going to do. I laid her in the back seat with one blind eye, started driving to North Carolina. By the time we got halfway there, sight came back to her eye. By the time we got to the prison, she had fully recovered. So we walked into a prison. She saw her dad who came out, hadn't seen him in 16 years, spent three hours. He didn't speak one word to her. He only talked to me. Would not even acknowledge her. At the end of that three hours, he looked at her and he said, if it hadn't been for this man, me, and our son Caleb, he said, I wouldn't have even walked out here to give you the time of day. I was just curious of who they are. I could care less whether I saw you or not. She didn't miss a beat. She stood right up. She said, Dad, I came for one reason. I love you. Jesus has forgiven me, and I want to let you know I forgive you and ask you to forgive me for hating you. I'm not staying in this prison any longer. Spiritually, I'm walking out. 
We walked out of that prison that day. She walked out of a prison she'd been in for 16 years. You know what happened? Her heart instantly changed on the way home. All that bitterness, hatred, disappointment, tears were on their face. She said, Ken, I just wish I could get him out of that nasty old prison and just put some soft clothes on him and let him sit in the sunshine and die a peaceful man. That's all I would love to do for this man. But he's serving a life sentence. Did you know what happened after she did that? After this, this treatment of the blood of Jesus happened? Immediately, we got a call from the IRS. We were in debt to the IRS for $100,000, and that debt was forgiven. Her three, her three sisters and brothers called within seven days. Everyone had been born again. I'm going to tell you something. My God. I'm going to tell you what happens. You don't realize how God wants to unlock your future in this moment. He's not, just, he's not trying to get you a blessing. He's trying to unlock your whole future for you if the word can get penetrated in your heart. A year later, we get a call from the prison system who said, we would, your dad's serving a life sentence, but if you would write a home plan, we'll actually send him to you. I said, I bind that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> sure enough, he came to live with us, lived three years, Beth put soft clothes on him, let him sit out in the sunshine, and he died a peaceful man with the Lord Jesus Christ in his life. Come on, somebody. Touch your neighbor and say, God's about to unlock your future. Come on. Tell him God's about to unlock your future. I dare you to stand up and tell somebody, God's about to unlock my future. This is where we're at. Sit back down just a moment. I just felt like we should just get up and say it. Right? This is, this is, the, this is how big this is. I know what it looks like right now. Right now it looks narrow, tight and you can't even see the future that's why it's so important where's Tracy Tracy right here Tracy Mark's wife who plays the violin she's a true intercessor prayer warrior she gave me a prophecy yesterday about this time we're in she said they went on a prayer journey to Israel Mark and um, Brian and Ramey and Ray Hughes and took them to the place where, where Israel went through the dire straits and where they left the wilderness and went to the promised land and she said, Mark, what did it look like? He said, honestly, the promised land looked just like the wilderness. You couldn't tell naturally that you were at a new place because it actually looked the same, but it wasn't the same. And she gave me a word, tell the people of God, this is the season you walk by faith not by sight, because you could be at a brand new place and your natural eyes telling you at an old place, but something's already shifted in the heavenlies over your life. And now, behold, I do a new thing, says God. Can't you perceive it? It's gonna spring forth. I'm gonna make a way in the wilderness and rivers in your desert as we move into our future. Touch somebody, say, I'm about to step into the future. Woo! I can't take it. Touch somebody else. Tell them, I just can't take it. It's too good. I can't take it. Can't take this treatment. It's too good. I should stop, but I just just here once a month. <laughs> Give you everything I got. 
Let me give you two more scriptures. Is that all right before we take communion? I feel good right now, though. I mean, I feel like we, I feel we're in a good place right now. My God, I feel it. We're in covenant with God. We're not wishing anything into existence. This ain't wishful thinking. This isn't maybe God's going to do so. We're in covenant with God. My Bible says if you can stop the sun from coming up in the morning and the moon from shining at night, if you can stop that, you can stop God. You can't stop God's working in our lives. He's a way maker. Miracle worker. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. He never stops. Sounds like a song, doesn't it? Look at Ephesians 2, 12 and 13. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promises, having no hope without God in the world, but now. Somebody say now. In Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We are covenant heirs of promise now because of the blood of Christ. Jesus shed his blood seven times on the cross. The number of perfection, seven covenant names of God. When he sweat drops of blood from his brow in the garden, he became Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. When they put a crown of thorns on his head and he shed blood, he became Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and broke every curse that was working against me. When they whipped his back with a cat of nine tails, he became Jehovah Rapha, with his stripes, I am healed. When they bloodied his face and pulled out his beard and bruised him on the inside, he was bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of my peace was upon him. He became Jehovah Sid Canoe, the Lord my righteousness. When they hung his hands on the cross, he became Jehovah Nissi, the Lord who fights my battles for me. When they pierced his feet, he became Jehovah Shema, the Lord ever present with me. That's why now, because he shed blood of his feet, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And when they put a sword in his side and it gushed blood and water, he became Jehovah Rohe, the Lord my shepherd. Just like Eve was taken from the side of Adam, the church was birthed, the ecclesia from the side of Christ. We are in covenant relationship with God. And based on that alone, talking about an in-between place, while I'm preaching, I'm seeing a vision that says Abraham cut covenant with God and he cut animals and laid them open and he walked in between. That's how he cut covenant with because the way you cut covenant in that culture is you, you killed animals, applied the blood, laid them on the sides, and you walked through. The greater walked through and the lesser walked through, cutting covenant that the greater would take care of the lesser. In Abraham's case, that's exactly what happened. They opened the animals, the blood was applied, but Abraham was asleep. Why? He had no part of it. God himself cut covenant with himself. It says by himself he swore he would do it. He's not dependent on you for anything. The only thing that's going to get you to where you're supposed to go is his blood covenant promises on your life. Touch your neighbor. Tell him we're at a place of promise. Tell him we're at a place of promise in Jesus' name through the covenants of God. Last but not least, Revelations 12, 11, and they overcame him. Ah, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb 
and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. I was getting ready to come share with you this morning, and I was sent a text. It was such an affirmation because I had known this before, but it was such an encouragement to me to know that we're on the right track here today. I had heard this before, but I just got the text this morning. In Alabama, we got rattlesnakes. They're poisonous. And if you get bit by one, you only have a short amount of time to get to the hospital and get an anti-venom shot to react the poison. And so I didn't realize, where do you get anti-venom for a rattlesnake bite? They catch rattlesnakes and they milk them and they take the poison from their veins. They take that poison, you know what they do with it? They inject it into a small lamb. They inject the poison of the snake into a small lamb. And the lamb's blood reacts to it and produces the antivenom. And they draw the blood out of the lamb, and that's the shot that they give you in the hospital that counteracts the snake bite. Behold the lamb, my God. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the whole world. Satan may have bit you in one season, but the blood of Jesus is moving in this season and we're getting a treatment from heaven and we are moving through the narrow straits into our future. Somebody shout, I am moving now in Jesus' name. Go on, stand up with me. We're in a good place. Glory to God. Glory to God. There's a mighty anointing in here today. And I know a lot of times uh, communion is kind of quiet and reserved, and I love those moments. But I don't feel that in my spirit. I feel alive. Like God's doing something. God's making a way. God's doing miracles. My sister just told me, she said, I got some exciting news. She said, I was supposed to have cancers cut off my face. And I prayed and said, Jesus, you need to remove these. When she got to the doctor for him to cut them off, the doctor said, where's those places on your face? Wave at me, boo. The doctor says, where are those places at? He said, I don't know what happened. She said, I know what happened. Jesus took them off. Come on, somebody. These 21 days are very important. If you're not, if you hadn't gotten a hold, if you need communion, wave. We'll make sure you get communion. If you don't have communion, ushers will serve you. We're about to enter into a time of communion. We're about a week into this 21-day treatment. It's online. It's on Facebook. If you need an email, we can get you an email. These, each day, we, we read, meditate on the scripture and claim the blood of Jesus as our treatment. I encourage you, if, you, if you're not tracking with us, do this over these next 21 days because God's doing something taking us through these narrow straits. And we're moving supernaturally by Holy Spirit. And so in just a moment, we're going to take communion and there's going to be an instant treatment of the blood of Jesus. Now the Bible says it will go to the joints 
even into the marrow, which will meet moved even to the cellular molecular level in your body. Now in North Carolina, when I did this in communion, instantly people with joint issues were miraculously healed, instantly. So in this meeting today, there's gonna be some instant healings that will begin to occur instantly. So if you're sick in this moment, there's gonna be some instant occurrences of deliverance and freedom. And then others will unfold as we continue this treatment, but there will be some instantaneous manifestations and the main deal God's going to deal with is the issues of our heart to unlock our own hearts through the trauma we've been through and let all unforgiveness bitterness disappointment pride arrogance fear shame guilt First John says, if my heart condemns me, God is even greater than my own heart. That's because his blood has the power to rearrange this thing and get it right. It's a work of the spirit. It says he'll put a brand new heart inside of us. In this song, Waymaker, it talks about God mending hearts and God touching hearts and God changing hearts. This is a moment where communion will bring breakthroughs for us and bring the manifestations of Holy Spirit in our lives. And something supernatural will transpire. I just really feel, well, I, I'll do it later. I've got a video from Chuck I'm gonna send out on Facebook if you'll follow me so you can see it. The Lord spoke to me the first part of last week. He said, get ready for a great unfolding. I said, what do you mean, Lord? He said, it's, gonna, it's about to unfold just like a flower unfolds. And I was studying my journal this morning praying, and I had written down, we're at a place of promise. Get ready for a divine unfolding. I said, Lord, where did I hear that? Spirit told me, go back and watch Chuck's video. I went back and Chuck said, we're Alabama. You're at a place of divine unfolding and went on and on about the unfolding that we're in. What does that mean? That means God's about to just unfold these promises and this future for us, and it's just gonna come in a supernatural way. All we gotta do is just stay the course. Just stay the course, steady as she goes. Don't back up, don't go to the right or left, steady as she goes. No matter what your natural life, natural eyes are telling you, you just keep doing the right thing. You just keep on the right path and all of a sudden, we're gonna be into our future and it's gonna have come through these dire straits. Don't you feel it in the room like something is about to shift and the future's gonna get unlocked for us and we're gonna be out of this in-between place in the name of Jesus. So I'm gonna ask us to just to start. Now I know normally it's a you know thing with communion like I lead you or somebody leads you. I'd like to do it differently today if that's okay. I'm just gonna start worshiping. I, I felt like I wanted them to do the song Waymaker as a decree. God's making a way. God's doing way, God's making a way where there seems to be no way. God's doing miracles. God's, God's doing supernatural things. Whenever you feel led at some point, just take communion. Take it with your spouse or find somebody else that the Lord leads you to or just all, all solo. You know how to do it. You know, if you can get this open, this is the first trick of communion. If you can get the elements out, 
you're home free. Then you know the, you know it's the bread and the blood. And it's a reality. It's the meal that heals. I'm so thankful for the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We're about to enter a hot treatment of the blood of Jesus that is going to open our hearts so that the Word of God can penetrate us and we're going to move through this season into a new place of our future in Jesus' name. So we're just going to go ahead and crank up some worship as we do. At whatever point you feel led to, do, to take communion together or, or privately, you feel led, be led by Holy Spirit. Don't feel like you got to stay in your seats if you want to take it as a family together, if you want to get out in the aisles, if you want to Maybe some of you guys, I know some of our recovery students, men and women, would love for somebody to come take communion with them. I know they come as a tribe here, but that's some, that I'm sure that's okay with you guys, right? Some of them would love for you to just come over and share that with them in whatever moment. That's, just let it be like that. It's going to take us about five or six minutes, seven minutes, 28 minutes, somewhere in that neighborhood. We'll get to where we're supposed to be, all right? Jesus, we just stand in this moment of this treatment of the very blood that you shed on the cross for us in covenant relationship with you. So Lord, we're gonna decree out of our mouths with worship, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So Lord, we're saying our future's getting unlocked during this moment as we participate in the bread and in the, in, and in the cup. Lord, we thank you, this is our covenant meal. This is what our hope and future is based upon. And so Lord, as we sing, we're decreeing what you are doing. You are moving in our midst. You are opening doors. You are making ways. And Lord, to, in this moment, the blood of Jesus will begin to treat our hearts and unlock our future in Jesus' name. Come on now, let's worship.
worship you. I worship you.
people's joints are being healed, knees, joints, hips. Just begin to check your joints. Joints are being healed, the blood of Jesus, moving even into the joints and the marrow. Joints are being healed right now. Just begin to test and you'll see that that, that pain is actually leaving your body. It just came on you, ma'am. Did you feel that come on you? What was wrong with you? Huh? Come here. Say it again. Osteoarthritis in your knees. What's happened? They were wore out. What's happening now? Won't you just take every bit of the treatment of the blood of Jesus? That's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Joints being healed. Just check. Shoulders, knees, ankles, whatever joints, just begin to check and you'll see that that that's leaving into the bone marrow, blood issues being healed right now. Diabetes, these type issues, blood issues, any blood issues right now. We release the power of the blood of Jesus now to burn hot through our very blood cellular system and begin to heal us at the molecular level, even through whatever's going on in our blood. Let the life of God now flow through our very cell structures of our body through the blood of Jesus. Right now, somebody's recovering from COVID. You're getting your smell back and you're getting your taste back. Right now in this meeting, somebody's getting a touch right now. Taste is coming back. Smell is coming back. Somebody's getting new energy. You got energy. You just felt like energy just filled your body now. And the results from fatigue is just being moved in and through your body right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody with hepatitis C in your liver condition, you just got healed right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Several people's structures of your back, you just got healed. We are set your structure of your back just got realigned and rearranged. Begin to check yourself and you'll see that. What happened to you? Huh? Come again. Sciatic nerve. What happened? How car wreck and how's it now? Let me see what you got. How we doing? Did you come in with a lot of pain? How's it doing now? You ain't got no pain now. You better go on around the house and worship God then. He said, I'm just walking by to tell you, I got a sciatic nerve healing. Thank you very much. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Waymaker. Miracle work.
Sophia just got healed in somebody. You just, just now, you felt the electricity hit you. You just got it right there. Mitral valve prolapse in somebody's heart. You just got healed. A valve issue in somebody's heart. You just got healed right now by Holy Spirit. Hearts, physical hearts are being healed right now. Something just came on you, ma'am. Something just came on you. What's your name? Yeah, you with the orange on. You got a heart issue? Come here, I saw it. Come on, you're sitting right there. It just hit you right there all of a sudden. Just lift your hands to heaven. Take off. Woo! There's all of it. Jesus. 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 We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for heart issues being healed right now. Thank you for spiritual heart issues right now. Just all that junk that the enemy tried to put in right now. Your, our consciousness is being cleansed. Unforgiveness is coming out. Bitterness is coming out. Anger is coming out. Hurt and disappointment is coming out. It's just coming out. It's 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 coming out. Now, in Jesus' name, come on, shout somebody. touched your neck you've had neck issues yeah right there come here quick what was wrong with your neck you had brain surgery down into your and then down into your neck Woo, my god my god my god my god the anointing is all over you Father, I thank you that you are restoring to him the years that the enemy had tried to hold him captive. Lord, and not only are you going to give him back his health, but you're going to give him back the money that it cost him and the time that it cost him. And you will restore unto him in this season everything the enemy tried to steal. And Lord, I thank you he will be a deliverer of men and he will be one that will lay hands on the sick and he will be one that runs and doesn't grow weary and walks and will not grow right now find you somebody everybody find somebody just join their hands and just trust that whatever you say is from the Lord yeah yeah come on don't hesitate grab you somebody especially somebody you didn't come with you and just pray a prayer of faith like God unlock their future God let the blood treatment manifest in their life 
Lord, remove any hindrance from them. That's the way you pray. You come do it, man. You come with me. That's the way we'll end. Freedom! 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 Freedom from sickness. Freedom from disease. Freedom from poverty. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from depression. Jesus, we worship you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for every person you're touching today. I thank you for the blood of Jesus treating our physical hearts and minds and bodies. Thank you, Lord. Just before we leave this moment of anointing, I want James Nesbitt to pray for the heart of America. He carries a heart for our nation. He travels all over our nation contending for the nation of America spiritually through worship and prayer and intercession. And we're asking James to join us and us join our faith with him and ask for the, for the Lord to actually touch the heart of our nation as he's in this 21 days blood treatment. Come on, James, whatever you feel led to do. About an hour and a half from here, there's a large gathering of Latinos that have been gathering for three days. At noon today on the 4th of July, they're interceding for this nation. Ever since I've been here, I've seen fireworks. Father has brought us here on the 4th of July, and he's the one who's led us to deal with our heart issues. Our nation is heart sick. Our nation can't move because of, 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 the, of the clogness in our heart. I saw fireworks. Jake, can you begin our intercession by, by letting fireworks, by letting the thunder of fire break over our nation? Can we agree with that? And as he plays, can you stomp? Can you clap? Can you yell? Can you scream on behalf of our nation? Can, can we? This 
is the fireworks out of Alabama. This is an intercessory movement of a heart being free and blockages being released and, and, and destroyed. In Jesus' name, we thank you for fireworks. Holy fire. Holy thunder. Holy lightning. Now, can you guys begin to rise? Take notice how much a nation that is heart sick. God, we thank you through the
demonstration of men worshiping God in freedom be the spirit that touches our entire nation. May the men of our nation find freedom to begin to lead us once again into our destinies, into our purpose. Father, I thank you that you are unlocking our future. Our future, the future of your apostolic church, the future of this state, and the future of the nation is being unlocked in this season. And so, Lord, we claim the blood of Jesus as our portion as you move us through the in-between place into the new thing that you are doing. Behold, I do a new thing. It shall spring forth. God is going to make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Lord, I bless your ecclesia today. And I thank you that when we return next month, we will return with stories of transforming power and unusual miracles that have happened in and around our lives as we have been treated with the blood of Jesus today. We honor you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. I love you guys. Be blessed. Happy Fourth of July. We'll see you on August. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.